Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. I'm a huge fan of Rent2Rent. I've been investing in my own Rent2Rent business for over seven years. And during that time, I've turned over millions of pounds in rental income. So it's fair to say that I know a thing or two about Rent2Rent. Now, I get it. I know that there's a bad name around Rent2Rent. There's a stigma attached to it. And that's fine. And there is good reason for that in some cases, but done right, done in the proper way and implemented correctly, rent rent really can be an incredible way to service tenants, landlords, and build a fantastic business. So in today's episode, what I want to do is give you the complete guide, certainly as far as I'm concerned, about rent rent. So if that sounds good to you, don't go anywhere. Please sit back, relax, do whatever you need to do, and please enjoy today's episode of the HMO Podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO Roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets, and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side, and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Welcome back to the show. So today we're going to talk about rent to rent. Today, in fact, I'm going to share my complete guide to rent to rent with you. And you know what? I'm really, really excited about today's episode. I've been waiting a long time to talk about rent to rent on the show. I am a huge advocate. In fact, I'm the number one fan of rent to rent. I know that there's some negativity around rent to rent. I know there's a bit of a stigma attached to rent to rent. And honestly, There's good reason for that because some people are unscrupulously teaching it, teaching it the wrong way, and even more people are then trying to implement it and doing it all wrong and giving us all a bad name. The truth is, it doesn't have to be like that at all. It's an amazing business model. You really can solve a problem for tenants and for landlords, and I'll be really honest with you. Getting into property, getting into HMOs and buying HMOs yourself is very, very capital intensive. I've been very honest and open and talked about that on the show. There's no doubt at all that you've got to find and get your hands on a lot of cash if you want to actually build an owned portfolio of HMOs, certainly to get started. You can get started with less in rent rent. Now, at this stage, certainly in today's episode, I'm not going to tell you how much that is or how little that is, but this is undoubtedly one of the reasons why 
more people can enter the space or why it's easier for people to enter the space. The barrier to entry is lower, but you can technically do the very same thing. The only bit that's different is you don't own the asset, you just own the contract on the asset. Honestly, it's not hugely different. You're not going to get the capital appreciation, but you've pretty much got everything else, certainly if your paperwork is all square. So today I'm going to talk to you about some of the most important things that I think you need to consider if you're considering rent-to-rent or think that you might want to consider rent-to-rent. I've been doing it for like, what, seven years now? Turned over millions of pounds in rental income, created some amazing accommodation, have built some fantastic relationships with landlords because we've done it the right way. And that's actually a really good feeling. So If you do this in the right way, if you implement rent-to-rent in the right way, it really can be a fantastic model and you don't need to put yourself in the crosshairs of all this negativity and the stigma attached to rent-to-rent. And I wish more people would do that. Now, what are we going to cover in today's episode? Well, what I'd really like for you to be able to take away is a good and broad understanding of what building a rent-to-rent business involves and how to approach getting started. Okay, really simple. I couldn't possibly try and teach you everything that you need to know and do when it comes to rent to rent in an episode on a podcast. And actually, a little upsell here, I'm planning on doing a beginner's introductory course to help people who are seriously considering getting started in rent to rent Now, I haven't set any dates for that yet, but if you listen to today's episode and think that this sounds good and you want to take it to the next level, drop an email to info at thehmoroadmap.co.uk and tell us that you're interested in the beginner rent-to-rent day. Okay, that's all you need to do for now if you're interested after today's episode. So let's start with why I'm even qualified to talk to you about rent to rent. Okay, I've been doing it since 2015. So not just one or two years, like in all honesty, quite a lot of people out there teaching the strategy have done. Many of them haven't even gone the full length on a contract that they've had with a landlord. So how could they possibly know what's involved, okay? It's really important because the first couple of years in rent-to-rent business, or certainly on a particular project or a particular property, are generally much easier. The real challenge sets in three, four, five, six years down the line, okay? I've also done a large number and a wide range of deals from four beds right through to 25 beds. I've got some big buildings on rent-to-rent leases, okay? So I've got that broad experience. I've got vast experience doing rent to rent with both students and professionals. That's really important because the great thing is this model works fantastic with both tenant types. And I think you could even do it with social demographics, although that's not my bag, so I can't really help there much with that. I've done it across several cities. I think this is really important because HMOs and the way that they behave and the way that landlords behave does differ from one city to the next. And I think having a broad experience and having built a rent-to-rent business across several cities has actually really helped develop my understanding of the whole strategy. And actually, I've been able to take good and bad bits from these different cities and make our business better and better and better. I've turned over millions of pounds of rent-to-rent income. Now, that's not to brag. That's, that's not what it is at all. But I think that does highlight the amount of systemization and financial and business management that is involved and I've had to develop to run a business of that kind. And if you want to do the same, you also, you need to be prepared that you're going to have to do that as well. And I don't think that many people teaching the strategy have done that, have actually generated a business of that size and had to create that much in terms of systemization and operations. And I've also managed thousands of tenants, okay, not all in the rent-to-rent space, but across my whole portfolio, across the whole management and investment business, across the rent-to-rent business, thousands 
of tenants. And honestly, and you need to hear this, rent to rent is 90% about managing property and managing tenants. So I guess those are my credentials and hopefully, hopefully I passed the test. Right, let's go back to basics. What is rent to rent? Okay, for anybody who, who isn't even aware of the model, rent to rent, the idea is we take a property from a landlord and we agree to pay them X. We then put a contract or an agreement in place to manage that property over, let's say, three or four or five or even longer, that many number of years. And under the arrangement, we're allowed to do certain things to the property, maybe improve it, maybe change the furniture. And we are then able to get tenants in ourselves. We've got the permission to do that and we can charge the tenants Y. And the difference between X and Y, less any bills and operational costs in the middle, is our profit. It's a really simple model of arbitrage, okay? It's not new. This type of model has existed for centuries in the commercial and residential space. So what we're doing here isn't new whatsoever. The term rent to rent, that's just kind of new in the last 10 years. But the principle behind the model, it's old. It's centuries old. Okay, why then is rent to rent so popular? Well, first of all, because it's a model of arbitrage, it makes it quite simple. It's very easily understood. And because unlike buying property requires huge amount of capital, because rent to rent businesses need substantially less capital, but in some cases you can generate similar amounts of revenue and income and profit, the barrier to entry is a lot lower and that attracts a lot more people to the model. Okay, And for so many people, actually, it's seen as a gateway into buying and owning your own assets, which I think is absolutely fine. I, I don't think there's an issue with that whatsoever. How is that different to any business whatsoever? So actually, I'll stand up for the for the rent-to-rent model and say, no, it's not the same as owning stuff, but actually it is a good gateway into owning property later because building a good business, a good solid cash-flowing business with value will help anybody go on to invest in assets themselves because they can make money in that business. So that's why it's quite popular. The barrier to entry is quite low. You can be quite profitable if you do it in the right way. And for a lot of people, it's a gateway into actually owning assets because you're doing, like I said, 90% of what's involved in actually owning HMOs in the first place. So there's a huge amount of overlap, which makes it a great way to actually eventually get into buying and holding HMOs yourself. Now, let's look at who rent rent is for, because honestly, it's not for everybody. It isn't a model that will work for everybody. It won't switch everybody on. Who is it for? Well, if your objective is to invest with low capital and generate a high cash flow relative to that amount of money you're investing in, then rent rent really is a good model. It's one of the best things about it, okay? If you're dedicated and committed to managing properties, if you understand that 90% of this business is about managing tenants and managing properties and everything that goes along with that, then this model could be for you. If you don't want to manage people, if you don't want to manage properties, if you haven't got the patience or time or inclination to do any of that, stop now because this business is not for you. Honestly, it's all about tenants. It's all about managing property. There's a lot of legislation. It's not an easy business to build and run. Just because the model or the concept is simple and easy to understand doesn't mean the actual implementation of it is. It isn't. Okay, and it's also for anybody who sees the value in building a business, building a, a property business as part of a longer term plan, longer term strategy to actually build their own portfolio or a bigger property business. It's a great gateway. It's a great way to earn your stripes and to build a good and decent revenue generating business. Okay. But 
If that isn't you, if you think this is this is a short play, if you think you can invest in rent-to-rent or invest in a rent-to-rent business and make money very, very quickly, you need to stop now because that isn't the case. It's very difficult to make money in the short term when it comes to rent-to-rent, particularly if you want to scale to any level whatsoever. If you want to build a business that you're not involved in on a day-to-day basis, let's say you get to 10 properties, unless you have staff and systems and processes in that business, you are going to be intricately involved every single day in the running and the operation of that business. If you want to step out, you need to start thinking about staff. And as soon as you start thinking about staff, you need to scale up to the next level because you need to generate more and more income. So it is not a short play. Please, please, please don't get into rent rent because you think it's an easy way to make money quickly. It's not. The barrier to entry is a little bit lower. It can really help feed you, it can be a gateway into building that business that you really want one day, but it isn't a way to make money quickly. It just isn't. Okay, but there you go. That's who rent rent's for. And I guess that's who rent rent isn't for as well. Okay, now what do we actually need to do to build a rent rent business? What's it about? What's involved? What process do we need to go through if we want to build a rent rent business? Well, I've got eight things here. These eight things are, I suppose, the key concepts behind getting started and start to build a rent rent business. The first thing that you need is an in-depth understanding of the pros and cons of HMOs and the rent rent strategy. Today's episode won't give you enough of that, okay? You need to do a lot more research on what's involved in the strategy and what's involved in managing HMOs and, and owning a HMO property business and compliance and legislation and all of that stuff. Please, please, please don't get overly carried away with today's episode because it's a lower barrier to entry and you can see that it could be quite profitable. There's a lot more to think about. So you need that in-depth understanding of the pros and cons of HMOs and the rent-to-rent strategy. The second thing we need is a really thorough and in-depth understanding of the legalities surrounding property management. The truth is, there's a huge amount of red tape. There's a lot of legislation governing what we can and cannot do, or what we must or must not do when it comes to letting and managing properties. Even the contractual agreements and the legalities around that, you know, it's very, very complicated and you need to develop a very thorough understanding and you need to have a serious commitment to staying on top of all that because trust me, it's only getting worse. It's not getting easier and you have to renew all sorts of things every single year. So you really have to stay on top of it. The third thing you need is a compliant business structure. You need to be set up in the right way. You need to have your registrations with the appropriate bodies before you do any of this. You can't just go and set up, pop up a rent rent business as a one-man band, do it all in your personal name. You can't do it like that. You've got to set up your company structure in the right way and you've got to make sure that you are compliant. The fourth thing you need to think about is you need to understand how to appraise rent to rent deals. You also need to understand how to appraise a local market. Rent to rent does not work everywhere. HMOs don't work everywhere. They do work in many, many places, but you need to understand why and what's required. Rent to rent deals are incredibly sensitive to things like population size, rental achievements, how much you might need to spend on things like refurbishments, all of that stuff, utility costs, everything that goes into appraising deals. It's critical that you understand this thoroughly, because if you get this wrong, the real risk is that you build deals that are too thin. They don't have enough of a margin and when things don't go quite the way that you want them to, or you come across some some large maintenance spends that you need to make, or you need to start investing in more projects. You need to bring on more rent-to-rents that require more capital. If your business is too thin, if you're not generating enough income per property, you'll have problems and it won't work. 
It's so, so, so important when it comes to rent to rent that there's a lot of meat on the bone. Rent to rent deals are very, very sensitive and you're not going to benefit from the capital appreciation. You're not going to be able to just refinance two, three, four years in and pull some capital out to help you. You have to make this business work on the merits of every single deal. That cash flow has to be there every single month, no matter what the circumstances. So that means you have to make sure you've planned for everything. The fifth thing you need is access to some working capital. Now, I said earlier in this episode that one of the great things about the model is that the barrier to entry is a little bit lower. And what I mean is you don't need as much working capital to get into it. If we're buying HMOs, we know that we need a huge amount of capital. We need the deposit for the property. We need the cash for the refurbishment. We need to pay stamp duty, legal fees, and all of that stuff. When it comes to rent to rent, we can get away with much less. Now, exactly how much will depend on the types of properties that you're planning on bringing on and what you're proposing to do with those projects. But in theory, if you've got some working capital, you're going to need that to actually get your business up and off the ground. When it comes to your first deal, it depends on what the refurbishment's going to be. Get your legal contracts and your paperwork in place, and then it's really down to how much you're going to spend on that property or project. Now, as an average, I spend about 10,000 to 12,000 per property. That's what I actually invest into the properties. Now, in exchange for that, I negotiate very, very good rents with landlords. And what that means is I'm able to create a good margin between the rent that I give the landlord and then what I'm able to charge the property back out. I invest our money to really improve the property and that forces the rent up and that helps us create that margin, okay? And that's a really good way to think about rent to rent. But that first deal for us might need 10, 12,000 pounds. Plus we need a bit of stuff in the business for other things like that. So it's easy to think that we might need 15,000 pounds just to get the first deal off the ground. But that isn't the only way to look at it. We've done deals with landlords before where actually they've invested the capital to improve the property. We've just project managed it for them and actually they've got on board with that. Now, what we've not been able to do is negotiate the rent as low with the landlord. That's fair. If we're not investing a lot of capital, we don't need to recoup that capital. So it's fair that the landlord might insist on a slightly higher rent and that's okay. We've still got to make sure that the deal works well over the long term, that it's still profitable in the short term. But there are ways to engineer your business around the amount of capital that you've got. But I'll be really honest, the more capital that you can get your hands on, the quicker you're going to be able to grow because you'll be able to take on more projects. You'll be able to do more refurbishments. You'll be able to invest in more infrastructure. And that means you can scale quickly. When businesses are growing and they're scaling quickly, they do tend to suck capital. They suck cash. So you're going to need some cash. Where you get that from is entirely up to you. Maybe it's cash you've already got. Maybe it's cash that you could borrow. Maybe you could go into partnership with someone. There are a few options, but the good news is you don't need huge amounts, but you definitely do need some. Number six, then, you need an effective sales and marketing strategy. If you don't have this, you're not going to bring any deals on. It's really important that we know how to market our company to actually bring deals on. And then we need to be able to negotiate and actually close on those negotiations and actually bring properties on board. So we need a good sales and marketing strategy. That's really, really important. Number seven, we need the correct contracts. This is so important. Some of the paperwork that I've seen flying about over the years is honestly diabolical. It wouldn't stand up in court. It's useless. It's not worth the paper that it's written on. You need the proper contracts if you're going to do this. Now, my advice would be to go to a solicitor or make sure whatever contractor agreements you do get are reviewed by your solicitor. But 
I've got some fantastic agreements that you can download from the roadmap. If you're a premium subscriber to the HMO roadmap, you can actually get your hands on some rent-to-rent agreements. There's a management agreement and a lease, and they are fantastic. I'd still suggest you get them reviewed by your legal team, but I think they're the best that you'll get your hands on. Trust me. And finally, number eight, if you want to build a rent-to-rent business, if you want to make this happen, you have to be seriously focused, dedicated, committed, and super resourceful. You need to have a very resourceful attitude. You need to know how to keep your costs low. You need to know how to maximize the return on every pound you invest into your business. Rent to rent is a very sensitive model. And if you're investing five, 10, 15,000 pounds into projects, you need to be able to recoup that very quickly before you can make any money whatsoever. So it's really important that you have a very resourceful attitude. You can be very creative when it comes to the projects and how you do refurbishments, okay? All of that stuff is so, so important. You need to be focused, dedicated, totally committed, and be very resourceful. So there we go. Those are the eight things that you need to think about and understand and be able to execute on before you even think about starting your rent to rent business. So let's run through them again. First of all, you need an in-depth understanding of the pros and cons of HMOs and the rent-to-rent strategy. Number two, you need a thorough understanding of the legal requirements of property management. Number three, you need to make sure that you've got a compliant business structure. Number four, you need to understand how to appraise the market and rent-to-rent deals. Number five, you need to understand how to use working capital and you actually need to get your hands on a certain amount of working capital. Number six, you need an effective sales and marketing strategy. It's the only way that you're going to bring deals on. Number seven, you need the correct contract. You need to actually have the right paperwork so that you can work with landlords. And number eight, you need focus, dedication, commitment, and a really incredibly resourceful attitude to make it all work. So I know that they are summaries of what you need to do. And under each one of them, there's a whole body of work that you have to do. And I did say, look, today's episode is a guide. It is a complete guide, but it isn't everything. There's a lot more work to do if you seriously do want to think about starting a rent rent business. Now, remember, I mentioned it earlier in today's episode. If you want to take this to the next level, if you want to come and join me for a day to learn about how to actually do all of this, how to actually implement and execute this, then drop an email to info at the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and tell us that you want to be added to the waiting list for the beginner rent to rent day course. I don't know when the date's going to be yet, but we'll put you on the waiting list so that when we do release those dates, you've got first refusal. You can learn all about this and how to actually do it and how to actually start building a rent-to-rent property business. That's it for today's episode, gang. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope I've inspired you and got you excited about rent-to-rent. I hope I've clarified a few things. I hope I've I've dispelled a few myths about the strategy. But honestly, it can be a phenomenal model. If you do it right, you do it in the right way, it can be a great business model and it doesn't need to be attached to the stigma that is out there around rent to rent. Don't forget that I'm on hand over in the HMO community. It's our free group on Facebook. So if you haven't already joined, come and check it out now. There are amazing conversations happening every single day. A lot of rent to rent is discussed in the community, in fact. And of course, a lot of what you need to build a rent to rent business and then actually manage the tenants and manage the properties. And remember, I said that that is 90% of it. And some of the earlier points that we touched on, understanding how to appraise your market and understanding the differences between, for example, student and professional HMOs, all of that and much more is covered in the HMO roadmap. It's a great place just to get started, to have a little look around and see whether it at the very least sparks an interest. But for most people, it'll help you 
start progressing and move on to those next stages. That's it for today's episode, gang. Thank you so much for joining me. If you've got 30 seconds on your way out to leave a quick review, please, please do. It helps more than you could possibly know. And remember that I'll be right back here in the very same place next time. So please join me then for another installment of the HMO Podcast. Podcast.